been talking about uh, what we could do with standalone bills to help airlines, small businesses, and, and the American people with stimulus checks. So hopefully we can uh, uh, convince Speaker Pelosi to do something on a standalone base. Two British Islamic State terror suspects have been indicted in the killing of four American aid workers and journalists in Syria. FBI Director Christopher Wray announced the indictments against El-Shefi, El-Sheikh, and Alexander Koti Wednesday morning. This is USA Radio News. I know why it's going to brag about how Mike Lindell and my pillow have given him the best night's sleep of his life, but it's true. Three years ago, before I got my first my pillow, I just couldn't sleep through the night. I was restless. I was up and down all night long. Now with my pillow, I sleep through the night every night. But don't just trust me. Try it for yourself. You've got a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty with a pillow that's guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. And right now, the buy one, get one free offer is still available. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code USA, and get two MyPillow premium pillows at a better price than you can get at retail just by using my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. Take my word for it. You'll get the best sleep of your life or you get your money back. And my promo code USA will get you up to 60% off the entire line of MyPillow products. MyPillow.com, use promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. An appeals court has ordered President Trump's accountant to turn over his tax records to a New York prosecutor. The ruling affirms a lower court judgment that the records had to be turned over as part of an investigation into the Trump Organization and the president's former lawyer, Michael Cohen. The president's attorneys are expected to file an appeal to the Supreme Court. And another restaurant chain is filing for bankruptcy protection in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. USA Radio Network's Tim Berg has the details. Restaurant chain Ruby Tuesday filed for bankruptcy protection in Delaware as it seeks to stabilize its finances during the coronavirus pandemic. The Chapter 11 filing comes after the company reached an agreement with secured lenders to support a restructuring plan. The filing won't affect Ruby Tuesday's restaurants as the chain will operate as usual while the firm attempts to recover from the unprecedented impact of COVID-19. This is USA Radio News. There's a new kind of therapy in town, and it's called soda therapy. Soda therapy is all about gourmet drinks and delicious treats like movie theater popcorn and huge locally baked cookies. The options are endless. Soda therapy is located on the corner of Cimarron and Warm Springs. Oh, and I almost forgot to tell you, you don't even have to get out of your car with their VIP curbside service. Follow them on social media for all the best deals and visit them Monday through Saturday in person or online at sodatherapy.com. The whole family can have fun all year at Sunridge Golf and Recreations. Sunridge is located just outside of Lake Tahoe in Carson City. Play a round of golf or take an intro to archery course while the kids jump around in bounce houses. Finish the day with a meal at Sunridge's casual bar and grill. Sunridge also offers running trails, a pro shop, and an event center. Visit playsunridge.com for more information. At Sunridge Golf and Recreations, you can play it your way all year round. Best of Las Vegas winners each of the last two years. Glazed Donuts is a family business. Taste the passion and quality in each delectable handmade donut. Experience amazing fresh donuts at Glazed Donuts. Located at 6545 South Fort Apache Road on the southwest corner of Sunset. Glaze is open every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested in large orders, please call them at 702-246-2888. Follow Glaze on Facebook and Instagram where they're showing off all their delicious treats. And check them out at glazedonutslv.com. 
YMCA's are so much more than a gym. It's the ultimate destination for family fun. Sign up today for a family membership and experience all that your local YMCA has to offer, like Friday night family field trips or parents' night out, only five bucks for three hours of fun for the kids while mom and dad take a break. With free child care, free group classes, action-packed water parks, and state-of-the-art fitness facilities, why is not the question, but the answer. Visit LasVegasYMCA.org for more information. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the vegas strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5 10 20 dimes a game on week in and week out Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. Here we go, another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Brian Blessing and David Miller. 
and the boys are going to join us back east momentarily. Invite you to check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com as the NFL rolls along and we move into week five. Let's see if they get all the games in. We got the Major League Baseball playoffs, NBA finals. Today's the NHL draft, free agency on Friday. We just had the Preakness. We've got the Masters coming up. We've got the PGA Tour here in Vegas. It's not like we're short of things to talk about. Well, you're on top of all of that. Glad you host. That was, that was a lot. A, I didn't know half of that was going on. It's all going on. There's lots of good. Actually, the PGA Tour here back-to-back weeks. They're out at uh, TBC Summerlin, and then they're out at uh, Shadow Creek next week. Back-to-back PGA Tour events in Vegas. Okay, good stuff. You know, but the football's the main focus of attention, Dave comes strutting in today. Looking looking forward to a certain date down the road, are you? Yes. Week eight or week nine, I think. Uh, Seattle at Buffalo. That's that's the game, the game of the year. It'll be better than that than that, that uh, Chiefs game against the Ravens. You'll have two undefeated teams playing each other, and we'll be able to talk about it. And it's just overall pretty exciting. I'll tell you, talk about exciting. I think they scored already. Seattle, Minnesota on Sunday. That game, that game's in the 60s. I don't get it. Total's 58. That, that game's track meet city. Your your team beating beating the the Raiders. That that was impressive. That was that was really impressive to me. Well, that was the it, most it, shocking one to me. That was just well, you know what was impressive. Down. And I and I would tell you when you when you watch these things, it's like teams give teams blueprints. The week before Belichick took Waller the tight end away from the Raiders and, and and it worked the week before the Rams Henderson ran it down the Bills throat they couldn't stop the run and the Rams used the run to come back from a 28-3 deficit which is rare right real rare and the Bills said you know what we're taking Jacobs away Jacobs is their best player and the Bills forced turnovers and their defense finally caught up a bit to the offense but they, they stopped Jacobs and said, we're going to dare Carr to beat us over the top. I watched for a lot of teams to be put eight in a box against the Raiders. When you put blueprints out there and people see it on tape. Right. I mean, you, you could counter that with they adjust. But a lot of times they're not sure what strategy you're going to go with. So, I don't know, it worked. I was, I guess, uh, I took a loss on that one. But, you know. Moving forward. <laughs> Turn some good me. bets this week. You, you, know, can't, you, this can't, week. you can't win them all. Let's see what the boys are up to. Uh-oh, phones are ringing. Uh-oh. What's going on? Hello? What's going on, Brian? <laughs> We're having a little phone issues here, so you can hear my whole background. Wow. You're, yeah, your phone's really squirrely there, man. Yeah, we're we're actually calling in from ourselves. We're having an uh, internet outage, so oh, our phones okay. are being reset. So we're, we're each calling in from our cell phones, which picks up the background noise. But you were talking about PGA initially, so is that something Mike's going to do? Do we have odds on Mike? Uh, Mike, I, I don't know. Is he, you know, is, he, is he working towards the club championship? Is that what he's up to? I uh, played this morning once again. This is the how we start off every single show. Uh, I my iron game has tremendously improved after a consecutive lessons every single week that I take as part of my uh, practice. I get a lesson every single week. The driver is still uh, deciding to slice on me every single time. Not really sure what I did to it to, to torture me every <laughs> single day that I'm out there, but 
the rest of the game is really coming together. So if I could just stop getting in trouble. So and so you're hitting the irons good. Hitting the irons great. All right. Okay. So here's the problem. So so so, so you so. I'll tell you what you do. Choke down on the driver and sing, swing the same swing you're swinging with the irons. There's no reason for the driver yeah. to not be more consistent. Well, uh, that and, you know, the irons, as good as I'm hitting them now because I'm hitting them flush, you know, a yeah. good amount of the time, they're going 20, 30 yards longer than what I'm used to. So I'm sailing the green in a positive manner, knowing that I can hit farther, but my ranges are all over the place now until I dial it in. <laughs> Sounds like you're winning. <laughs> He's having fun. That's all. Just that like all of our teams. You know what? I was thinking yesterday. Our teams, when we first started the show together, were all kind of average teams, and now we have three out of the best four. In the average. End. Yeah, it's amazing. You must be talking. To, you well, must not okay, be talking Packers, about the Ravens. Three out of the best five. Well, what are the Ravens run recently? No, they're somewhere in about fifth place. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Now, are you are you are you worried about old Lamar here? That the teams are, are figuring this guy out a little bit. Um, I'm not too too worried about that. I think the 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 way to success, no matter how you could try to stop Lamar, you have to run the ball efficiently. And the only times we don't do well is when the play calling just goes away from the run, and we just start throwing the ball. And that's like that for most teams. If you get away from running the ball and putting pressure on the defense and getting you know guys to stack the box versus you and then the play action works if you're just strictly throwing all the time and you're not you know you're in the second and long third and long consecutively back to back downs you're you're not going to win the game that way unless you're Patrick Mahomes that could could just do whatever he wants at any time he wants he's just there's a reason why the guy is a half a billion dollar player and he's worth every single penny yeah, the only thing I would say I'd watch with Lamar Jackson moving forward is if teams adapt this style that they're not going to blitz, they're not going to rush, and they're, they're going to just force him to beat him as a quarterback instead of because he's so elusive when they rush and he breaks containment, forget it, it's over. He's just going to run through your secondary like you're not even there. I, I think teams are just going to rush three guys and, and play nickel and dime. You, you better be able to run the ball. But I, I think that's what teams team, – that, that to me is the recipe to slow this guy down is, is force him to be a quarterback. And it's worked in some games, but, you know. Oh, no, he's, he's that... terrific. He's great. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, the, the, you know, the, the, I, I think that gives you a chance. I mean, if, if you're rushing him, you're playing right into his hands. Correct. So we'll say it's it's early in the season, you know. It's it's good to make adjustments, even if you take a loss early. And you're, we were coming into the season with the, these huge hopes of having a, you know, huge, almost a perfect season in the regular season. Then it was really about the playoffs. But I like that it humbled him early in the year for you know a big loss at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you really call it a home field advantage anymore or not no. with the lack of fans. But that's a healthy loss. Um, it's a healthy loss. Chip on the and shoulder you know type what? of loss. We have the pieces to be able to adjust. You know, our biggest issue I see is not really on offense. We don't have a strong pass rush. I don't, last game doesn't count. I mean, you, you know, your you know your biggest. At the end of the day, when you get there, you know what your biggest issue is your schedule. I mean, they, they play nobody. 
No, I know. No, I mean, I, no, I mean, which is fine. I mean, it, I, John, I was giving John grief last week when he said, "Oh, they have one loss," and I look, and I, I'm like, "What are you nuts?" And then I looked at the schedule, go, "No, he's not nuts." I mean, I think Pittsburgh. I mean, you can lose any time you go out there. Pittsburgh, let's say Pittsburgh gets a split at New England's not going to be easy, but there's no reason for Baltimore to not go in there and win that game. And then Dallas can't stop anybody. Then Cleveland, Jacksonville, the Giants, and the Bengals. That honestly, who cares? You beat who's in front of you. My my fear would be, are they battle tested enough when you get to the playoffs? That which is you know, <laughs> the, the well, bottom line is you know you're there. And I think with our biggest test is in the season right now is the game I'm going to be attending, the Indianapolis Colts. They're tough on defense. They're the number one ranked defense right now in the league, scoring. So, you know, offensively, it looks like Rivers is not turning the ball over nearly as much as he has in the last couple of years when he played for San Diego. So far. They have a good running game. So far. They have Short a good running game. Short sample size for him not turning it over. I, listen, every year you, you we know, say that. I'll tell you what. I'm all jacked about the Bills. You know that. But, it, you know, the Chiefs, the Ravens. But I'm telling you, you're, you're on to something, Mike, because I, at the, when you get there at the end of the year, before the before the season, I had the Colts going to the Super Bowl. The Colts were kind of my sleeper really? my sleeper team to go to the Super Bowl, and and I I don't like Philip Rivers, but that defense is good and Frank Reich's a great coach, uh, and you know I mean in a one off I, I I could see the the Colts being a really really tough out. No, where's I mean, that game it, at? It's an where's where's I mean, that game at? The Colts the Colts game. Colts. Oh oh it's it, that's a home game. Yeah, that's why you're going to it. Yeah, no, no, I'm going. No, no, I'm he's fine. November eighth, November eighth. Well, Indy. what do you think that line will be? I oh, mean, pick them. No, Baltimore before four, four and a half. The way you guys make Brian. it sound. Yeah, I don't know about that. Four. Really, I don't know. That's it. Brian. Yes, sir. Today I'm is October. Close. Today is October seventh. So you realize. I have to hear about this Colts game for one month and one day, <laughs> every day. You understand that, right? Yeah, one that month and one. Three. It's like tomorrow. Tomorrow begins the well, why, countdown. Why don't you surprise them and go with them? No chance. Anyway, um, <laughs> so here's – it's hard enough to get me to go to the, my own Ravens game here. So, listen, here's the thing. I was talking about last week, you know, we were talking about dogs and dub, double-digit dogs. So, what I, I, I want to ask, on the closing number – this is – I'm not talking to you, Dave. On the closing number – both double-digit dogs went 2-0. and So, obviously, the Ravens did not cover. They closed at 15 in some spots. Well, I never – I didn't see 15. I, I saw, well, by the way – The Patriots the, didn't cover either. No, the Patriots were th- – I'm sorry. The, well, the, the Ravens oh, – no, no, wait, gonna... wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Ravens were 13-and-a-half most of the week. Yeah. So, and we said that on this show, that you go broke lane double digits. But if you like the Ravens, we said this last Wednesday, bet them today because it will get to 14. You know what? And Can I say it something? closed 14 out here. 14. Well, there was some 14 and a half. I, had, I took 13 and a half because I saw a couple of 12 and a half come up and I, I jumped the gun. So that was one that bit me. The old that, was, that was frustrating. Well, no, but. I always hate losing when I have a number and then it closes better, and, and that was the difference. Yeah. These are the tough losses. Well, know. honestly, well, I mean, that, 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 that's a big thing, though, I mean, is to project, you know, and, and it's not guaranteed, but to say where a number is going to go and those indicators that are there. I mean, because, as you well know, because this is what you do. If you're getting the best of the number at the end of the year, it's going to make a big difference. But, but I did on, on, on pretty much the rest of the games except the Raiders, which didn't matter anyway. They got blown out. But 
on on the other games I did pretty good work. Yep. And, and none of it it didn't really matter. My Carolina plus four and a half, that close three that that didn't matter. But but yeah, overall I had pretty good work. And by the way, the Chargers pa- the, seven and a half. The Patriots, mattered. the Patriots should have covered. But the Chargers mattered seven and a half. It closed seven, <laughs> and I, and they won or they the hook got me the Man. W there. And then my big Eagles money line bet saved. The well day. done, well done. Yeah, to the under. So, but here's what I was going to say: is right now, just so you know, as a Seattle fan, there's only two teams that are four zero against the spread. I just gave one away, Seattle, and the second team against the spread is the Packers. So Seattle and the Packers hold the top spots. They are undefeated on the betting line, whether they were a dog or whether they're favored. So this is the same question I ask everybody every week. You you say, Dave, uh, the average guy doesn't know that, but we're not the average guys. The line makers know that. So do the line makers inflate from this point? Because at the end of every season, when I do the radio show every year, like I've been doing for 10 years now, When I give you these numbers at the end of the season, usually we are close to 50%, if not exactly 50%. So that's why I go back to when you have a team that starts off 4-0 against the spread and you got Seattle, the Sunday night game, on a key number of seven, do do, do we look to fade these teams because they're 4-0 and the lines are going to be inflated on the Packers and inflated on Seattle and vice versa? Do we look to play Houston, the Jets, and Dallas, which are the three teams that are 0-4 against the spread. I'll repeat that. Houston, Jets, and Dallas, all three teams are 0-4 against the spread. Seattle and Green Bay are 4-0 against the spread. Take it away, guys. You just you just hit all kinds of nerves there. Uh, yeah, of course, the basic fundamentals. And, and your average person going out to bet is not betting the Jets or the Texans. They're betting the Packers or the Seahawks, and this is exactly what we need to do. And at times it can be rough, but uh, if you're disciplined and, and can back these teams that have value, not necessarily the bad teams, because some teams are so bad, it, one of those teams will probably have two more losses against the spread. Uh, but but I do think long run, the Jets and the Texans, Cover and more and let me Seahawks clarify: the Titan, the Titans, the Titans are zero and three against the spread. So, the four, there's four teams zero for Tennessee zero and three, Dallas zero and four, Jets zero and four. Well, Tennessee's Houston, different. Houston zero and four. Tennessee's different than those other teams, you know, because those other te- those other teams look lifeless. So you you can't really. I mean, you can kind of group them together just from the against the spread, but no. There's nobody looking to bet the Jets and Texans. They're, they're just they're so lifeless that you feel that, and and the market's kind well, of so sophisticated. I, I, I well, I will say this: people like the squares like to bet favorites. Looking ahead, the Texans are laying six against the Jaguars, and Jaguars are two and two against the spread. Believe it or not, against the zero and four Texans, which is interesting because they're zero and four and they're making them they've, a favorite. I mean, well, they've had me, a tough. Well, they've had it is, tough. They've had a tough. I mean, they had to play the Chiefs and then they played the Ravens. I'm not sure your average person is really looking at that, but I think that's more of well, they just absolutely have to win this game, and so they they bump it up just because of that. So I'm not sure I'm so, really excited about that game, but the Jets the Jets one seems like a decent spot. They've had no, a but, longer week. But, but, but I, I do think that Texans at post, 
that the, excuse me, that the Jaguars at post wind up being a good value play because I think people expect the Texans to roll and then they're going to be like, wow, they're 0-4, they're minus 6 early in the week. I'm not going to be surprised. We can, we'll have it on archive if Texans close at minus 7. I, I just think your, sharp, your sharper guys see that 6 and they know that it almost feels, like I said, inflated just because of the must-win. And I don't think your public's really your public guys are lining up to lay six with an 0-4 team. I can't see it going to seven, but I I could see that Jets one going to everybody, everybody banking on the on the on the well they're gonna it's I, it's the Jets I'm all lay seven on the road the the you know the Cardinals are gonna win easily here that Jets one's a good spot and you know if they lose by twenty so be it but. I think the sharp guys are, are going to play the Jets at post. Hey, by the way, um, Michael, I don't know if you saw this. Lamar Jackson did not practice today, and no one knows why. Hmm. Hmm. Drama. No. Do you guys know why? You guys seem to know everything. Were you, were you playing golf with the mic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was not. Well, did, did, too busy, did man. you also guys hear? Did you guys hear the news on the Miami Dolphins? Uh, uh, Fitzpatrick's still starting. What? Uh, full stadium is allowed. Full, full, sell it out. Sell it out. No, no spatial. That they're gonna See, I'm glad allow to hear full this. all, all the fans in the stadium. Is they that need, right? They not, need help. I'm not saying they're gonna. Yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna fill it up, but they're uh, they're they're gonna not have any restrictions on the game uh, going forward, and they as many tickets as they can sell those. So. All right, let's see. They're at San Francisco this week. They're next – actually, they're on the road right. the next two weeks. So their home game – the next home game is October 25th against the Chargers. That's crazy. They play there at San Fran, at Denver. Then back-to-back weeks they play both L.A. teams. But do you think this gives them a boost? Sure. Well, okay, so let's bet that one early. Well, listen, <laughs> this is stuff we talked about all summer long, and it's proven out that – Offensive teams are moving the sticks in the in the visiting teams. And if you're a bad team, you're a bad team. But if you're a good team, these visiting offenses are thriving, and the points are they're averaging 51.3 points a game. It's the most points average scored in the in football since 1970. And so that's interesting. That's and, interesting and the here. fact is, we talked about that the offenses would be able to uh, communicate. You know, you think about it. Uh, there's hardly any penalties. Hardly any penalties. Uh, now the way the game's being played, the Patriots the other game against the Chiefs, the guy jumped a uh, false start, and they go, "That's their first penalty of the year." I mean, the offense, and That's what's happening is the, 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 it's all sto- it's all stoked in the offense's favor what? because the, a they can communicate and audibleize at the line of scrimmage, but the other thing they're doing because there's no crowd noise, you know, what's way up, guys jumping offside. And free plays, deep plays downfield because the hard count, the quarterback's so loud, he's getting the other the defensive line to jump offside. What are the numbers on the totals? Do you have that, John? Um, I can look while we're speaking, but I um, I'm, now I'm curious how, can, if you say it's 51 points. A but, game. but I mean, bad teams are bad teams. Like you know. Oh, oh actually, I have the numbers. I have I'm the just numbers. curious have more games gone over you, because yeah, I, I would. Man. Well, that's why he's always. Uh, well, the odds the, the odds makers are making the adjustments and the totals so, are going so, up. So let's talk betters. about let's talk about okay. So the the three top spots: Buffalo, three and zero and one on the over. 
Uh, Saints four and zero on the over. Well, do you have just the whole? Lots. No, I, I think quarterbacks uh, I, matter here. Go ahead, okay, keep this. Okay, this is okay. interesting. Okay. Uh, Las Vegas three and zero on the over three zero and one. So Buffalo's three zero and one. Las Vegas three zero and one. Saints are four and zero. And um, as you say, quarterbacks matter. Arizona's zero and four on the over. They're under four and zero on the under. So mm-hmm. let me reverse it. Colts. Mike's Colts game. Mike's Colts game is three and one on the under. Kansas City is three and one on the under. Let's talk about that inflated crazy line on Monday, 57. Mm -hmm. Everybody and their mother picking the over. Um, Chargers are three and one on the under. The Ravens are three and one on the under. Mm -hmm. And Miami's three and one on the under. Um, the only teams that are rocking and rolling that are all no defense, I can give you the Seattle. quick list. It's a lot. You're right. Seattle and Dallas. Um, <laughs> Dallas is like Jets, 100 points every Jets, game. Jets, Washington, Minnesota. It's a whole, It's basically the whole league. You you guys are right. Jets, Washington, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Green Bay, Houston, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Seattle, Cleveland are all 3-1 and one to the Oakers. Yep. The only teams that are 50% over under, New England, Philadelphia, the Bears, Cincinnati, Denver, Carolina, San Francisco, and the Rams. What is the overall? What is the overall? How many games? I mean, I can add it up. I can add it up right here. Three. uh, You guys keep talking. I'll add it up. I'll give you the exact. It sounds like it's. But is this public or this is something where we stumbled across a great thing? I'm not sure on that. No, I I don't think it's a black and white across the board thing. But, I mean. It might be. I'm curious to hear. But I I think, well, I think of the teams he mentioned that were under, they go, oh, my God, the Chiefs are under. Well, I mean, the the Chiefs have a running game. They get a good. But look who they're. It's who you're playing, too. You know, you look at it. They played Baltimore. They played the Patriots. The the Patriots are a run-first team now. So, I mean, there's still angles that are in play. But, like. Honestly, Minnesota, Seattle. Uh, honestly, that the, you sit there. You, uh, the total, the Atlanta the, was the Atlanta Green Bay final. What was the final that match? Was, wasn't it forty three, forty? Well, the Monday night game, the, the yeah, one they like, just played. Oh, Atlanta. The Atlanta one was forty or forty three, something like that. It yeah. fell on, and then it closed fifty seven. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, so I, I, mad- go ahead. I would think it's 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 over, but not maybe not by a massive amount. But in, in, uh, the the over so far, if I, my math is right, I'm doing it quick. Is 64 games have gone over. Now I'm going to do the unders while you guys are talking. Okay. I mean, I think it's it's like it sounds like there's enough unders in there. I mean, they're, they're not every game's going over, but I think in select matches, like the Dallas is just a train wreck. I'm an absolute disaster. They, they can't stop anybody. Well, that offense be, is good. That'll be about 50 percent then, because. It, to match that, it's around. The but same some way. of the bad teams he, he mentioned too were two and two to the over. Uh-huh. Um, so that means they've adjusted. If, if it's almost fifty percent, they've really adjusted to what you said. Good work, and the betters have too. The betters, yeah. the betters, and the and the the book the guys. You ready? Well, I got it. I got go, it. Go ahead. I got it. 64, 64 and fifty two to the oh. overs. Okay. Oh wow. So okay. Never mind. Oh, so but, if you just blindly bet every over, you're up. Okay. Yeah, and but the, but the you know the thing is the odds makers are making adjustments. These totals well, are already inflated. Let me, let me inflated, correct that. Six, 60, 64, 64, 52, and two, two games have tied. And it's amazing. See, John, we would have gotten uh, wins there. We would have shopped around. 
Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, so so this is what for listeners that are listening that are new. Let's talk about this. I always talk about arbitrage and betting both sides of the game. Now I know you don't do this, but I want to know if you feel it's valuable. Let's say you don't have an opinion on a game, and a team is seven, and you can even buy off the half point. Would you take? Like, if you did it on the Ravens in Tampa Bay, you just say, I'm going to lay the VIG six and a half. I'm going to go plus seven and a half in Tampa Bay game, lay the VIG on the Ravens, or bet them early in the week. And then when it went to 14, buy the half a point and just, hey, good percentage of these games will land on seven or a multiple of seven, or you just never get involved. Well, in that. you're, you're like just, you'll never take the same. No. The no, Seattle game and say, well, the Sunday night game, you know what, I'm going to just buy off the number six no, and a half, seven and a half. Here's what you do. You don't buy off of it because these places are smart. They're, they're going to charge you more than – so if the half point off is seven, let's say it's worth 16 cents, they're going to charge you 20 or 25. So long run, it doesn't okay. make sense to do that. But what you can do is just shop around and hope that you find a six and a half when most places have a seven, and and this will pop up, but obviously you got to move quick because you know there, it actually did happen, and I will t- I I did not do it, but uh, the advance line, a week in advance line that was out, uh huh, laid the two with the Bills, and the game closed three and a half, and the game fell three. Or no no no, Bills covered that. Wow. No no no, the Bills covered that. Well, you're saying against the Rams? No, no, no. no I, the, the, I'm saying the, the advance for for what you're talking about with those middles, and if you're going to come back the other way, when you well, when you broaden the broaden the middle out or that opportunity is if you're betting advance yeah. lines, and then based on well, a result but, you're anticipating. But to me, you're to me you're so, kind so of gambling Dave, there. You're not. You did really... a video, Dave. You did a video on the Bengals. You beat the number. You bet the Bengals minus two and a half week one or week two. It closed at three and a half. Yeah, exactly. My point was, why don't you take some back at the plus three and a half for a potential middle? It landed on three. You beat the number by a half, but you also could have had the middle. I'm just asking for clients well, you want to know. Yeah, you're bringing up just the examples that hit, though. You love doing that, but uh, no, I did. I did. I did do that. I did take. I took three and a half. Oh, okay. Gave them that, and then the only reason that I laid. One and a half was because I had a rogue one and a half. So I didn't give clients that because it was a rogue number. So when I made my video, I didn't say, oh, by the way, I also laid some one and a half because nobody else got that one. But my point of the video was just showing you to get your money in good. It does matter more than you think. And last week, yeah. So last week I gave the example I got my money in bad with the Washington football team, but I got it in good with the Chargers. It's just your timing. You you hope that all your bets together, you, you timed them correctly. But sometimes so, going for the middle definitely is an option if if you if you have value the other way or you think it moved too much. So I, I middle every week on games. It just depends. If you're taking so listeners that are listening, he middles every week on games. What I but you're doing it laying one ten or maybe even one oh five. What I want to know is when you bet Washington plus thirteen and a half. There's not like a little in back of your head, like let me lay twenty five cents and get it to fourteen just in case. You don't ever do that. Well, you'll never buy that half point from thirteen no, and a half to fourteen because it's only worth nine cents. Nine or well, that half point's worth nine or ten cents. Why am I going to pay fifteen? It doesn't make sense. So if you're a long term listener and a long term better, that's the answer to all these. Right, I don't care what the final me. was. It's just long run. Now it fell right on 14, right. but this long is, run. This, this is important. This is important because as me and Mike handle your calls and people go, wow, I bet, you know, because a lot of these guys get your games early and they wait till post. So 
you realize a lot of your clients actually got 14 and right. pushed. Um, or 14 and a half. And they saw your and then, right, and they saw you while you lost, and they actually were like very empathetic. Like, man, poor Dave, he lost by a half a point. I go, don't worry about Dave. Long term. But Dave the same guy that waited had the Chargers game. six and a half or or seven. I had seven and a half. So, got, and, and then it, the people that it. waited on the Bengals the, on that one example, they lost. I won. Long run, don't wait. That's that's kind of my point of that. In the long run, Mike, I did you wait? Good. Did you wait, or did you bet the Ravens at post and lose by? Half? <laughs> he pushed. No, push. I don't. No, oh, man. You know Dave has the other the side. I, I told you when when Dave has a potential game, and I have an opinion on it. I just lay off. I'm not the professional. I'm just the one talking to the clients, dealing with them, giving them money management, guiding them through this intense web of sports trading and make them profitable. At the end of the day, listen, I want my Ravens to win. I want them to cover every game. But at the end of the day, you know, the best teams win, but the great teams cover. If you can actually coach people with money management successfully, congrats. To me, it feels impossible coaching other people on that. Money management's the hardest part. People just want to go all in every game. They want to turn a dollar into 50 and it, it feels hopeless sometimes when I'm talking to people. So I'd love to hear you in action doing it, trying to tell people about a small percentage of your bankroll. Um, shop it's my, around. it's my daily, daily, um, you lose one game and they blow their bank rod. And you know, look, we've been doing this for years. There's new listeners. I have some listeners that are listening in Summerlin that are actually new members. And I tell them like, you know, I originally talked to these guys and, you know, let's just get straight. You know, I got guys that call me from Vegas and they're transplants from other States and they go and they open up their app for the first time. They put five grand in, let's say an example, they call up here after they hear us on the radio or they find you on social media and they go, I want to be like Dave. I go, okay, beautiful. What do you, what do you bet a game? 500 to a thousand. All right. How much do you have in your, in your account? Uh, in my, oh yeah, I just funded my account over at William, whatever. I got 5,000 in there. I said, you're betting a thousand a game, right. 20% of your bankroll on one game. Dave's betting 1% on his, maybe half, a not percent. even a half a percent, but I mean, I'm, I'm so betting super it. small, but not even a half percent. I, but I think, I think two, two to 3% unless if you're going to expose yourself on the game, meaning some money line first half, you plan to bet the second half. So it, there's it for me it's very very strategic but yeah no I want to hear you in action but I saw you were betting comebacks the other day I'm disappointed I saw so on your I Instagram like, well, well, so look, oh you, that was you I was you, spying oh, so on your now. Instagram you were betting comebacks so, so, so listen I, wait wait listen let let's get straight here so like for instance yesterday the Dodgers are losing one nothing I take a little shot I didn't even give it out to my clients. Yesterday, I'm really mad at myself because if you take my comeback in baseball, especially, it, Miami was winning four to one uh, yesterday. is a perfect example, and I know you're not a, you're, you're crazy in the baseball like I am. But again, Brian, you can chime in here. If I can get Atlanta plus one ten when they're down four one and they were originally one eighty, and it's only the second inning, come on, take Ter- a shot. Terrible. And then all of a what happened? Terrible. You know me. <laughs> terrible. That, your mean reversion, your Brian, stats. Brian, I can't terrible. get any help from you whatsoever. 
Uh, well, depending on the matchup. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying blindly do it on every favorite. Yeah, no, down, no, no. Would me. would I consider it? Yes. I kind of feel you don't I mean, consider it. This, you go in head first. I'm watching first. this. Atlanta, I'm I'm watching this Braves. You know I don't like favorites in baseball. Well, by the by, but weren't, weren't, right now. But weren't, weren't the weren't the weren't the Marlins up yesterday and, and the Braves come roaring back? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, that's it, what I'm saying. It was four yeah. one in the second inning. Yeah. Originally, the Braves were two hundred. I'm getting them plus ten in the second inning. Be honest, for small. Be honest. When you're clicking that button, are you thinking in your head, "This is easy money"? <laughs> Be honest. No, I'm thinking Dave's going to yell at me. Absolutely not. Yeah, you knew Dave's I'd see that. So next time, send me a screenshot so, where you're holding I, the lead, where you're betting the the bad team to hold. But I will say, but but I will say to you, <laughs> I really wanted to bet uh, the Lakers at halftime, and I didn't. I, I had a bad, fit. you know, it was crazy, and obviously the spread came down to the last play. But you know, let's take an example Another nerve right you just now, hit. where it exactly uh, 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 one of us had under one ninety-seven and a half. In game, okay, it landed one ninety eight and minus six and a half. Uh, <laughs> uh, but again, you know, you know, over time, you're getting your money in good, so you don't care. But yeah. here's the deal, Brian. Let's talk about right now, live on the radio. It is the bottom of the second inning, live. Anderson's pitching against Lopez. Braves closed at two sixteen. It's zero zero. Let's just say in the top of the third inning, the Marlins put up a run. <laughs> I'm going to be able to get the Marlins live at almost even money. You're telling me from a mathematical point of view. I'm sorry? Wouldn't they still be a dog there? They'd still be a dog there. Even one to zero, the top of the third? Yeah, maybe 20 cents, 30 cents. Yeah, I I will say, but I do look for spots on huge favorites like that that – seem to be able to come back fiercely in the end. I mean, look, yesterday I had Tampa Bay and uh, you know, let, let, you know, I wasn't I wasn't live betting that game. I was hoping not to lose that game. Um, I lost yesterday with Oakland. Um, I'm surprised at Houston. I will say to you that one of my guys we all know is on is on um, you know, he has an opinion play on Oakland today. I don't like it. I see the line went from plus 106 to minus 110. That game starts at 35 uh, yeah, 135 in Las Vegas, 12:35 in Las Vegas. You know, any any input on that game, Brian? Oakland's down 0-2 against against the Astros. The line flipped from favor to a dog. You got the Yankees tied up one and one, and you got the Padres tonight. Another stupid number with Kershaw minus 250. That's a standard spot. You know, I would to never take the Padres. Standard spot to me. I mean, I, I'm not a baseball expert, but the you have many fundamentals at play there. Um, you, you, the run line's an option as well. What, is that plus money on the run line? What, what, yeah, yeah, it is. What is the run line? No, it's almost even money. It's plus one and a half minus, minus 108. Right, but locally we can – locally it's a standard spot. We're, we're in Vegas. Everyone bets the Dodgers. This is a standard yeah. spot Pod, for us. Here. All around town. I'm, I'm all Pod, over that Padres one. range from $1.90 to $2. Bucks. $1.85 to 2 bucks. What, what's the What's the consensus on the run line? Even money. So we'll get plus 110 on, on that at post. And I'll have that one for sure. Dodgers run line is uh, other side, minus yeah. a dime. You know your the 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 Padres. Oh, oh, Padre, oh Padre, I'm sorry, Padres plus one and a half. Uh, even money minus a dime. See, the faraway places have that. We'll get plus one ten. 
I've been doing this a long time. Because you you'll, you'll, you'll get the Dodgers money. Yeah. Yeah. The Dodgers money. We get, the, we get so much Dodgers money here. When they score, it's it's like you're in a stadium in the sports book. And then the Padres kind of banged up on pitching. You know, this is great. This is a great spot. So let me ask you, since you're talking about Las Vegas teams, um, I know you were on the Raiders. I actually played the Bills. I just Hitting I just more had to be a square in that. Love you, man. No, no, not a nerve. I'm, I'm asking you, Brian, as the fan and the watcher, the eye watcher, the eyeball test guy, were you impressed with the Bills? Be honest. Yeah, uh, you kidding? Yeah, he was. <laughs> well, I I will tell you this. All right, that game should not have been as close as it ended up being. Right, they did exactly they what them. they did in the opener against the Jets. The final score of the Jets game should have been forty-two to three, and it was twenty-seven ten or whatever for the opener. What was the opener of the Bills? Game? Um, they threw a six-yard out pass, and the guy ran eighty yards. You know, on the jailhouse blitz, the Bills. Are up 14, right? This idiot offensive coordinator who designs great plays, he just overthinks things. They force a turnover. They're up 14 points with eight minutes to go. They sack Carr. He fumbles. They got it first down at the 30 coming in. You run the ball three times, take two minutes off the clock, shave the clock down to six minutes, kick a field goal. It's a 17-point lead. The game is over. It's a three-possession game. And his jackweed throws three consecutive passes, never runs the clock, and Allen took a sack, and they were out of field goal range. And at the end of the day, the Bills had to survive an onside kick. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. They, they, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. I think you watched the game. I mean, you you kick, you you run the ball In three. In-depth analysis here. You run the ball three times, kick a field goal, 17 points, three-possession game, the game is over. And because this idiot called three passes in a situation that just called for them to run the ball, you know, I mean, so if they go up 17 there, there's a chance they get a pick or even something worse. I mean, the, the Bills should have won a game clearly by 10, 10 to 14. I, I saw that, too, because I had the second half, and I thought, okay, hopefully they just hold them to, to three here. And, and the one touchdown seven. the Raiders got was a 60-yard pass interference call. But I was I was just thinking, okay, they get they get three, Raiders get seven, I win by the hook. So that's the only reason I was following it. But he's he he knows a, a lot of the games how they ended just like that. So he has the game pass, the game mix so, on or so, something. So let me ask you: when you're laying 14 and they put RG uh, Mike, what happened in the <laughs> RG three game? In the, in the in the Ravens game, how did that? So the Ravens, what happened? they have a clear they have a clear lead. They're basically bringing in backups to get them some work. They bring in RG three against dogs. his old team. He throws an interception. It gets run all the way down to the goal line, and then the the Washington team. Go I, in I didn't know how that had, that cost me because I had three second half plays, and that was one of them. I had the Ravens, yep. I think, minus six and a half. In the second half, Dave wouldn't agree see, with that. See, play. I just, I just <laughs> built but, you up like you knew how every game ended, and then you, and then you. Well, I no, I, I, I no, I end. know what happened. I didn't know. I, I know the score. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't watching Baltimore and Washington. Believe me, there are other things to watch. I mean, I think I was watching the Seven Hundred Club. No, I would agree with laying six and a half in the second half to the over. I would agree to that. I think I had some of that. But 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 I mean, but you know what I mean? In you know, I guess you, you could have made made the case that was a box of rocks plays play because they're, the, the game's never going to be in doubt. Why would you expose these guys to injuries? I would just say this to you: uh, Kansas City Sundays. What's that number, John? Twelve and a half. 
Kansas City uh, against the Raiders. Here. Right, yeah. this is a standard spot for okay. the Raiders. Well, standard. Here, here's the deal. You got the Chiefs had to force to play on Monday night. Now they're playing the Chiefs. I mean, they, they, the Chiefs played Monday night, uh, the Patriots, in a letdown spot after Twice. the Ravens game. Then they have to play a division night. game on Sunday. And then they have to travel to Buffalo on Thursday. They're playing three games in 11 days. What's that so, line, the, the Chiefs-Buffalo? Do you uh, know? Uh, it'll probably be Kansas City two and a half, probably. So we'll get a post three. Oh, this is a good spot. Probably. Yeah, you're, but, you knew that, though. But, but, but my point is, here's the Chiefs playing the Raiders that I'd be very, very leery of playing the Chiefs this week because, for argument's sake, say they do just kind of what, what uh, Mike just described. They're, they're, if Say the Chiefs are in complete control of the game against the Raiders. What are they going to oh. do? They have to play at Buffalo on Thursday night. He may take Mahomes out. He may take Tyreek Hill and Kelsey out. And, and then all of a sudden, I mean, if you're up 21, you take those guys out in the fourth quarter, and then the back door covers in we'll play. Well, say 20. That way the 13 and a half right. would cover. But, no, this is, this is a, a ton of fundamentals at play here. Raiders yeah. coming off the loss. There's so many fun. This is this is great, guys. This is my free play. The Raiders. How'd I sound? Oh, did I boy. Sound, did I sound cool saying that? <laughs> Mike, no, how'd he sound? I think he sounded all right. All right. Well, I'm worried, pretty good. Let me ask you, the Patriots see. were 11, and now the Raiders get 13 and a half. What? What happened? Too many points. So let me so let me ask you. Uh, let's switch to college real quick. Um I noticed you've been making. I already got all your early plays for all you listeners. You already got his early plays. A lot of chalk. Yeah. Are these? What I was very surprising to me. I was like, "What is this? The wrong guy? Did no, I get the wrong?" No, it's report? the right guy. Um, or is it beating the number? Or are you beating the key number? These You're will beat to get the in number a, with a with a buy box with a buyback. These plays will beat the number. These will. No, probably, no. What I'm saying is, will you buy back? Probably will you buy back not. if they cross the? Well, well. If the one okay. crosses 14, I mean, it's an option. The one crosses seven, it's an option. It's always an option, and, and that comes down to how much does it move, and is the public on that side as well, etc. But a lot of chalk so far. In college, I don't uh, mind um, doing it. Right. So, guys, um, I'm going to just tell you real quick. As a uh, let me see here, as a favor, let's see here. Um, Army is 3-0 and as a favorite against the spread. Miami, Florida is 2-0 and against the spread. Brigham Young is 2-0 and against the spread. Southern Methodist SMU is 2-0 and against the spread. Those are the undefeated teams against the spread as favorites in college football for all you listeners. Again, it's a small handful of games. Army, Miami, Florida, Brigham Young, Southern Methodist. Um... And then there's a lot of offers against the spread as a favorite. As a underdog in college football, Tulsa is 2-0 against the spread. Boston College is 2-0. Arkansas State, 2-0. Charlotte, 2-0. Texas Christian, 2-0. And uh, Kansas State, Arkansas, Georgia State, Texas State, a lot more teams on the underdog side, 2-0 against the spread. And... Uh, that's it. I wanted to give you guys a little college flavor. Again, regarding these favorites and beating the number, do you find that games hit key numbers more, or is it all the same, whether it's college or pro? A lot of people ask me hits, when they're trying to middle and buy back It hits back more games. in pro. 
it hits more in pro. You don't have as many missed extra points. And uh, the way that you know that it hits more in pro is they charge you more. Uh, the the break even to buy these half points is a little bit more in pro, and it's due to the totals are, are a little bit lower, but definitely like a like a half off of three in pro is is you know you're looking at at least twenty cents in college you're looking at thirteen or fourteen so, and you just don't see totals you know in the seventies in pro, so lower the total uh, is is usually each half points more. So I was looking at the stats. I didn't add it all up. But, uh, Brian, it looks to be the same scenario in college, which is, you know, overs are tilted because there's no fans, I guess. Even though it looks like a lot of the early games we've been watching on TV here on this coast have been boring in the beginning. Um, but I guess, like I said, I, 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 you know, you guys talk about the fans not being at these games, whether it's college or pro. But, I mean, I, do you think that fake noise really matters to these guys? No, not at all. I, I honestly, I, I, I listen. I think, I think one of the things that's happening, and I'll use the Minnesota for us watching it on TV. Well, buyer beware, Dave, this week because I mean I'm a big fan of what Russell Wilson's doing, but you can't get around the fact Seattle's defense is a travesty right now, and Minnesota. You know, they find Houston fires their coach. Well, they lose to Kansas City, Baltimore, at Pittsburgh, then lose to Minnesota, and they're like, oh, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, Minnesota come out of the gate, and they were nothing special. They are kind of asleep at the switch. But, you know, that was a desperate team that was 0-3. Did we not say on this show mm-hmm. for a month that the adjustments from week one to week two in the NFL are going to bleed out into weeks three and four because some teams are going to handle no training camp, no preseason games better than others. All of a sudden, Minnesota is like a punchline. I mean, that was a team we thought could contend for the NFC North. They just come out of the gate terrible, all right? But they've got – and Cousins is, is, an, is an easy target. But you've got Cook, who's a stud running back. But all of a sudden now, the rookie Justin Jefferson on the other side of Thielen – the first three weeks are sitting there go, they didn't have Stefan Diggs and they had nothing on offense. Well, now they get the emergence of this wideout on the other side. All of a sudden, Minnesota, I don't think, is a ham sandwich. And they're one and three because I think, seriously, some of the teams that look terrific are not that bad and are, are going to now find their groove. And this, they're closer to what they really are. I think Minnesota's one and three. I don't think they're a one and three team. I, I think they're much better than that. Well, last week they were playing another team underperforming, and the consensus was they were underperforming. I don't know if that's true. We'll see. But this week, standard SWAT, Minnesota at post. Every every sharp guy alive is going to be on Minnesota. That's the night game. Yeah. No, everybody alive. That I mean, somebody- unless it rains, though, Dave, I swear to you, unless it rains, that game's 42-35. <laughs> and well, if okay, it, so we, actually, I think we released the it, over there, right? And, and actually, if it rains, it may be fifty-two thirty-seven. So, so I think you guys got lucky there. You got you got two plays from the man, the myth, the legend. You got the Vikings well, you, you at got, post and the over, and then you got 
another play for me. I'm you not the, the legend. Ra- say it again. The Raiders. No, no, the, the Raiders. There you, there you go. Grab the 13 you, and a half too today. Much saying so, it. The, so, the Raiders. I sound too. Yeah, I gotta. You gotta. No, you gotta. You gotta get a growl when you say it. <laughs> you, you say it. No, I'm not, no, I'm not. The Raiders. That's better. There I don't go. want to sound like Arnold. Let me try it again. <laughs> the Raiders. That did sound like Arnold. You know when he goes, go yeah, Chargers, like go. <laughs> that did sound like Arnold. Oh man, uh, uh, Bri- um, Brian and Dave, you'll appreciate this. Some some guy tweet sent me a text. He goes, "I wanted to be sharp this weekend, and I wanted to not be a square." So he <laughs> I bet, love him. Um, he said, "So so the guy goes. So in my in my effort to not be sharp, to be sharp and be not be a square, I took the uh, what did he have? He had um. Well, obviously he lost every game, but it was like hilarious. Whatever he sent me, it was like he took um." Every team that hasn't covered, basically. And, and again, and I explained to him, this goes back to long-term. Dave doing these things on long-term, taking teams that are horrible, that don't. We all know it's going to even out long-term. But if you're going to do that, you better bet small enough that it doesn't matter. You can't just be in the position to be like, you know, oh, he took oh, New England on Monday night and he took Atlanta. There, there you go. But I don't he think took New England on Monday night. But but I don't think he can go wrong with that strategy, especially betting at post and shopping around. I actually think just blindly you you can make money with with that logic. Now I'm not sure on the exact numbers, but this is you just can't go wrong with that strategy. And then and one I more mean, one more thing you can add if the if the line got better for you at post, but if it got worse, then maybe have the discipline to pass. I think it's a good basic strategy to make a few So this bucks. is the question I wanted to ask you since we have a few minutes left. So you, you beat a college game right now. I'm looking. It's almost at 14 while I'm talking to you. If a client was given your play, let's say we're going to just say You're proud 12, of me there, John? Come on. Come on. You're proud of me? I am very proud of you. But so here's my question. The client gets the, the email at minus 12, and he, for whatever reason, he's just not going to bet till the day of. Should he still play it? At 14, no. or, because it's not no. 14. Wait, wait, let me finish. It's not 14 and a half. I understand not betting it at 14 and a half, but if you don't cross over the the, the divide, the, the multiple of seven divide, like if you gave me a game at six and it was six and a half and it closed at seven, should I not bet it at seven? I understand yeah, not but, betting it at seven but and that's a half, a, but that's why a little, not bet it at seven? No, that's a little different because you're only – it's basically just a half off of six and there might still be value. You failed to mention it crossed 13 as well, which is which is important, the, the half on It's almost off. at 14, I said. Basically, I said it's almost at 14. Ba- right. Yeah, I know, but you're just going, well, it hasn't crossed over 14 yet. Yeah, but it's moved two points, so you have to pass. Now, if if something comes out where we play it again at minus fourteen, then bet it. But when I have minus twelve, but you see 14, where I'm going with this. I'm like, good. well, if they win by two touchdowns, the worst case, I'll push. No, it's it's, it's terrible because they can win by thirteen. It's it's just moved too much. Just pass. Because the public's on that side too. I said that earlier. So so everybody's on right. that side. So it's just pass. All right, home stretch. So. When are you back on the golf Bills course? Titans. When are you, when are you on the, uh, the forfeit? Bills, 5-0. and oh. Thursday morning. That works. That's, that's it could happen. Is that that's what's it, happening, huh? It, no, I mean, the, the, believe me, the, the Titans are up to 20 players, uh, and the league's upset that they didn't follow protocols, and they, they sent a memo out that they're threatening to forfeit games if team don't follow protocols. So, I mean, the Titans thing this week's really up in the air. 
See, we don't forfeit. We're coming every week with yeah, I, 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 yeah, no I, forfeiting I, I, here, everybody. I don't want the free roll. I, you know, I want to watch the game. I enjoy the game. All right, listen, sportsinsiderradio.com. Mike, hit him good this week. When's your next lesson? Uh, lessons next week, tea time tomorrow, 734 a.m. <laughs> He's a madman. Uh, that's great. Madman. All right. How about you, John? Uh, the kid doing good in school? Yeah, everything's great. They're sitting at right. home on their computers. Uh, right. We'll talk about their extracurricular hobbies next week. You it's got fun. it, boys. Have a good day. We invite you to check it out, sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. The former Minneapolis police officer charged in the death of George Floyd has been released from jail. Derek Chauvin posted a $1 million bond Wednesday and was released from prison where he'd been since May 31st. Chauvin is charged with second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter in the case. Video where Chauvin is seen kneeling on Floyd's neck sparked protests across the country over the summer. Hurricane Delta made landfall Wednesday morning on Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula as a Category 2 storm.